I know you all are excited. Most of you are excited to hear from the Word of God. Many of you are excited. There are two big games going on tonight. Dallas Mavericks, after 11 years, they are in the final round, or actually final game of the second round, and stars, Dallas Stars also in the playoffs. So I know you're excited. I'm not going to preach until 7 or anything. I'm just going to, you know, cut down and I'll sit so you can go and watch your favorite game. Would you please stand with me for the reading of the word this morning? John chapter 5. When you get to John chapter 5, please look at me so I know you are there. So we can actually read together. Yeah, most of you are looking at me. So we'll read. I will read it. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate, a pool which is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed, the one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place what was a Sabbath day. Father God, we thank you for the word that you have given to us. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to come to your presence on this Sunday morning. You're a glorious God, eternal, mighty Father. Father, we don't need a sermon this morning, but we need a message from your Lord Jesus. Speak to us this morning, O Lord Master. We thank you for all the blessing. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Before you sit down, can you look at your neighbor and say, do not give up. It will happen. Do not give up. It will happen. If you forget everything, but remember that, do not forget it will happen. In the Malayalam service, pastor was actually talking about stepping into faith. Here also, when I walked in, actually, I heard that message and that kind of confirmed the message that God gave me. This is the same thing over here, a faith step. Jesus is telling this guy to just, you know, what? Get up, pick up, and walk. Walking in faith. That's what Jesus is actually telling. I know many times we say miracles happen. And I was driving the car and I was sleeping. I actually forgot to stop at the red light. And somebody hit me, but God spared me. And God actually saved me. That's what we say. But that's great. It's a miracle. But miracle happens every day. The mere fact that we open our eyes this morning is a miracle. You know, last night when we were sleeping. Our heart pumped 
thousand gallons of blood. And it traveled through our body 6,000 miles. Have you ever thought of that? Have you ever thought of that? Our lungs are pumping air. And that is why we are here. And that is a miracle. We say that Jesus does miracle when he was in this world. But today also, he is a miracle working God. You opened your eyes this morning. And that is because of his grace that he, you and I are here this morning to worship God. You know, in verse 10, it says that this miracle happened on day of Sabbath. And you see that Jewish leaders are actually looking at this man and asking some questions. And I didn't read that because I wanted to save time. He was, they were asking questions. These Jewish leaders are seeing. And I'm, in my imagination, I was a physics teacher back in India before I came 30 years ago. And I always actually look at, you know, when I teach, I'll just, just imagine things and actually teach. So I'm going to do some imagination today. I'm just thinking this, you know, this Jewish leaders are seeing. There is a guy that actually walking from there. And in, you know, they're far away from this guy. They're looking at it and they're just looking at their clock or watch or whatever they had. And they're saying, what day is this? This is a Sabbath day. You know, on Sabbath day that you're not supposed to even walk more than three quarters of a mile. You are not even supposed to, you know, just, you know, open your TV with the remote. Because when you push the button, it is considered work. That's how orthodox, that's how traditional, that's how cultural those people were there. And they're looking at this guy and saying, you know what? There's something that he is carrying. From far away, they just realized that's a bed. They could have, they would have, probably in my imagination, they would probably have said that, you know, this guy is probably a salesman, a mattress salesman. All right, all time in India, you know that you don't, you didn't have to go to a store, you know, to buy a mattress or some mats or something. They'll bring it to your house. They probably had that. It is only an imagination. It's not written in Bible. Just don't ask me after the church where it is written. It is not. I'm just telling that. And then as he was actually clo coming closer to this people, they're actually telling, oh, no, 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 this is not a, you know, salesman. This is not a new mattress. This is an old mattress. The story is changing. You know, in our life, people will look at us. They will have a story about us. But they don't have any idea what has happened in our life. But they will have a story about you and me without actually understanding what really happened. That is this world. Is that true? Is that true? Absolutely, it's true. That is what is going to happen. They will have something to say about you, even though they don't have any reality. They're not even closer to 25% of the real story, but they will make up a story for you. But we need to understand that God in our life, that he will actually just do miracles. I believe that Jesus was telling this guy to take up the bed and walk because he wanted to actually show you know, his blessing to other people. The enemy needed to see what has happened in your life. That is actually the reason that he was carrying the bed. The enemy has to realize that something happened in this, in his life. Many times, enemies are placed actually strategically in our life. 
many times that we pray, you know, well, what do we usually pray as Pentecostal people? Remove enemies. Oh, Lord, I don't want to actually just go through it. Just take this actually, you know, this problem away, this enemy away. But Sam says that Lord is the God that who prepares the table in front of our enemies. If our enemy is removed, how can he prepare a table in front of them? David was famous because of Goliath. Think about it. If Goliath was not in the picture, David would not have been that famous, all right? Because the enemy was in the path, because it was a divine appointment by God. Enemy was strategically placed for David to just become famous. That is the reason he was promoted as a king. Do you believe that? Enemy, sometimes God can actually bless us through enemies. You know the story of Mordecai. Haman was there, and that's one of the reasons that, you know, Mordecai was, you know, famous. In this story, I know Pastor was talking about another miracle this morning also. I want to continue on this miracle story. Chapter 5, verse 1, it reads that sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool called Bethesda. People believe that this was the time of Passover because there are three festivals. Usually, Israelites actually go to Jerusalem and theologians say that this is the Passover time. There's a pool called Bethesda. Bethesda means, what does Bethesda mean? House of Grace. Anything starts with the Bible, with the Beth means house. Bethlehem is house of bread. Bethesda is house of grace. You know, Beth Page is, you know, house of figs. Bethel is house of God. So Bethesda is house of grace. And in this Bethesda, what is happening? A great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. This place is house of grace. But people who are there are very disgraceful people. They are not the prominent people in the society. They are the needy. They are the blind people. They are the paralyzed. You know, where they are in the house of grace. It doesn't go together. You know, when we look at that, it does not, probably we don't understand that. I would say this is a place that if somebody in that city gets sick, they'll say, you know what, you go to Bethesda. There is a place, I will call it as a hospital. It's a Bethesda hospital. Nowadays, we would actually name it as Bethesda hospital. The lame and the paralyzed was there. One who had been there invalid for 38 years. It's really touched me. This guy was there 38 years. I don't understand why, what he was doing for this 38 years, long time, almost 14,000 days that he was there. And Jesus knew that he was there for that time, that long. And Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to get well? Good questions, all right? Is it a real question? Is it a real good question? All these people who are actually laying there is for healing. And here comes 
a guy. I want to actually say that because the guy didn't even know it was Jesus. When this was happening, you know, he didn't know it was Jesus. And here comes Jesus asking the question, do you want to get well? Imagine that we are in the hospital and then the nurse or the doctor comes and asks the question and, and say, do you want to get well? How many of you say that? No, 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 no. I just came and I heard this, I know, hospital has really good soup and for dinner and there's good lunch in this place. So that's the reason I came. I, you know, how many of you are going to say that? This place is actually for all the needy people. Nobody's going to open up the mouth and say that I just gave to have a good time. Just like you are sitting in a Starbucks coffee and having a good time and drinking Starbucks coffee. This is not the place. This is a hospital. Bethesda is a hospital with all those needy people. They are actually just laying there and they're waiting for a moment of miracle. That's why they are there. Jesus is asking the question. What did he say? The man actually replied, yes, I wanted to. I wanted to actually get well. Is that right? No. He didn't say that. Look at the verse 7. says that, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me. He did not jump and say that I want to heal. Well, that tells me why he was actually there for 38 years. You know, he was there for 38 years and he could have done probably a lot of things. Over there, it doesn't say what kind of problem he specifically has. We assume that he's paralyzed, but Bible doesn't say he was paralyzed. He has a problem. That's all it says. But we are assuming that. And he was there, you know, he was there for the healing. And what was the answer? Jesus asked a question, do you want to get well? He said, why I'm not getting well? That's not what Jesus asked. Jesus did not ask why. He just said, do you want to get well? Jesus knows every why of our, system, our, our body and our life. He knows that. He's asking a question, do you want to get healed? Whatever the situation we are in, it could be an emotional problem. It could be a physical problem. It could be a financial problem. Whatever the needs are, Jesus is telling that, you know, you want to get healed. If you really want to get healed, Jesus is here to help you and me. Many times that we give up. And this guy might have done, tried several times. He was there for 38 years. In my imagination, I'm again saying that he probably had tried the first time. When the water stirred up, you know the story. This is a Sunday school story. When the water stirred up, the first time that he tried to jump in, then he realized there was 15 people were ahead of him. You know, he just jumped, got wet, that's it. Second time, he tried. Probably 10 people were ahead of him. Third time, you know, 22nd time. After that, he just said, hey, you know what? There's no way I'm going to jump ahead of these people. And it's time to give up. It's time to give up. It's very, very comfortable in this situation. And we read that this particular pool had five different porches. That's what we read, five different porches. And I'm going to sit here in this porch. 
I'm comfortable in my weakness. Many times we say that. We've been praying for something. After so long, we'll just say, you know what? God is actually not listening my prayers, and I'm comfortable. You give up. You'll just say, you know what? I'm going to be comfortable in this porch. I'm going to be with my weakness the rest of my life, and my destiny is this. God is not going to actually do anything for me. I'm okay in my weakness. I'll sit here, and just rest of my life, I will continue like, like this. That's what we do. That's what we say. But I want to say that do not give up, and it will happen. That was my title of this message, do not give up, it will happen. When Jesus shows up, everything will change. You cannot say that I'm comfortable in my weakness. That's not why God, you know, is here. God's presence is in this place. God's presence is in your life, in your house. He will change every situation. He might have tried 22nd time. 31st time, 37 time, but nothing happened. Finally, he gave up and sitting on the side. That's when Jesus is coming by. Jesus is actually seeing him. He, where we, here we read that Jesus saw him lying there and he asked the question. And I'm thinking those friends that he had. How many of his friends, you know, on 38 years that you will make friends. Is that right? Even two hours will make friends. 38 years, he probably had all those friends. Those friends might have told them, told him, then you know what? Let me go first. And then I will come back and help you. I'll push you in. But those people who promised never showed up. Will that happen in our life? There'll be people saying, you know what, when I get well, when I get actually all these things, I'll come back and help you. But they will never show up. But Jesus will show up. Jesus will show up. Friends will promise. The promises will be broken, but they will not be there. Nobody ever told him, you know what, brother, you've been here for 38 years. I just came three years ago. You should get the seniority. Is that right? Are we Pentecostals? Come on, can I get an amen? How many of you are willing to just give up your place for somebody else? How many of you are willing to actually say, brother, you were here 38 years and I just came three years ago, 10 years ago, but you should go first. If that's the case, he would have been in a different place. But God actually did a miracle. God showed up there. And when Jesus showed up, things change. That's what we heard this morning. When Jesus, that was in my notes also, Pastor, Jairus' story. When Jesus showed up, everything changed. Everything changes in everybody's life when Jesus appeared. This guy was at the pool of Bethesda. When Jesus appeared, every lot of people, a lot of prominent people walked by, nothing happened. When Jesus showed up, everything changed. You know, when Jesus walked into Jairus' house, again, in my imagination, I'm seeing that he's walking and somebody's actually coming towards Jesus, coming towards Jairus and saying that, do not bother the master. Is that the message? Is that true? Do not bother the master. Why? She's gone. She's gone. Don't waste your time. 
That's what they're saying. And I'm just seeing that the people in Jairus' house, they're standing on the side. Jesus is walking and he's seeing some people are actually on the corner trying to just talk about the memorial service. This side, people are talking about where they're going to bury. The other, tie, other side, the people are talking about how they're going to do all those, you know, musical, you know, arrangements or all those things. Jesus didn't say, you know what, that's all good ideas. I will be the guest speaker for the funeral. Is that what Jesus said? Jesus didn't say that. He just walked into the Jairus' house, kicked some people out, and got some people in. If you read it correctly, you will understand that he kicked some people out of there. And then he got somebody in. And then he came, he's coming back with the girl alive. When Jesus shows up, something will happen. If you have belief, if you have faith, our Jesus is capable of bringing back people. You don't need to just, you know, worry about the funeral when Jesus is present. You'll have to have different plans. Wherever Jesus went on a funeral, that became the celebration of life. You know that, you know, the pastor also mentioned about Martha and Mary. I'm just thinking Martha and Mary is just after a couple of days of burial. They're just sitting there thinking that, hmm. What kind of just tombstone that I'm going to put? We're going to put. We're just going to put a marble, you know, with some verses over there. That's what they're thinking. Jesus appeared and Jesus didn't actually get into the discussion and say, you know what? I will help you to design that. Or rather, he went there and removed the stone and then got Lazarus back into life. When Jesus, Jesus shows up, he will change the situation. Every situation, Jesus was present, the situation will be changed. In our life also, situation will change when Jesus appears. And another place that we, keep, we can see, another funeral, you know, place that Jesus was appearing was Nine's widow's son. On the way that he was facing the procession, he was touching the casket and the widow's son came back to life. Every situation, the flowers they bought for the funeral... It's a waste of money and it was actually a celebration of life. When Jesus shows up, if you walk into faith, if you step up in faith, that God will actually change the situation in our life. Our God is a living God. How I many of you believe that this morning his presence is here? Whatever the things that you're praying for, I'm just telling you, do not give up. It will happen. It may not happen the way that you're thinking. You know, Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You may be praying for healing. You may be wondering why God is not seeing me. I've been praying for all this time. I'm going through this pain. My kids are not married. My education is not going the way that I want. You know, my financial situation is actually crumbling. Whatever your problems are, your emotional or spiritual, physical problem, God is able to do beyond your imagination. If you ask God, you know, if you go to his presence, that he is that God, that he will actually hear our supplication and he will come down to your needs. He will actually appear. You know that everywhere Jesus appeared, things changed. It is not normal with Jesus. Jesus did not ask the disciples over there, you know, when he was at the, the Bethesda pool. You know, he did not just tell this guy, you know what, I'm just going to ask Peter to stay with you for two days so he can push you in the water. 
Did that happen? Did he bring it back all the disciples around and say, you know what? This guy is here and he needs some help. What are we going to do? Are we going to buy a new mattress for him? Come on. That's what we do sometimes. We're just going to get together and have a committee and say, you know what? This guy needs some help and he's going to get a new mattress. Sponsored by disciples of Jesus Christ. That's not what happened. When Jesus actually shows up, there's no sponsoring. He's the creator of heaven and earth. He is the creator of our body. And Sammy says that he has created us. You know, before we were formed in our mother's womb, he has seen us. Before we were knitted together, he has seen us. He knows our name. He can call us by name. Maybe our parents will forget our name. My mom always confused my brother with me. But this, my God doesn't confuse. He knows my name. You know, Elon Musk can actually just create electric car, Tesla. He can, you know, create space rockets. But he cannot create a human body. This human body is a complex system. No one, no human can actually understand the complexity of this system. But God created this. We may be going through a fiery furnace, but we may be expecting God is going to show up and he is going to do something in a certain way that you are expecting. That is not the way God is going to do. You may be in the fiery furnace. You are expecting God is going to come down, put down the fire and shut down this fire, turn off this fire. But that's not what God is going to do. That's what we're expecting. Oh Lord, I'm in this fire. But what is actually God doing? Instead of shutting down the fire, instead of turning down the fire, He's the one actually going to walk inside the fire with you. God is not just coming to turn off the fire. He's not a fire engine, but He's the one that starts the fire in you. And He's the one actually going to walk you, give you the strength to walk through the fire. Our God is a great God. Our God actually is a God that actually, you know, will appear in lion's den and ask the lions to take a fasting for a day. You may be in lion's den, but there is a purpose that God is going to fulfill through that because he's asking lions to take a fasting. You can actually see lions are hungry. They're roaring. The sounds, Daniel can actually hear. Daniel could hear the sounds of the roaring, roaring lions. But he will realize that God has closed the mouths of the lion. You know, people may roar at you. People may say things at you. People may, you know, throw stones at you. It does not matter if God's presence is there. I want to... You know, remind all of you. I want to actually strengthen you. You know, God's ways are higher than our ways. It does not matter what happens. It does not matter who doesn't see. Maybe the disciple didn't see the guy was actually laying there. But Jesus saw. That is the important thing. That is important thing. Jesus actually sees and he will do something. When Peter began to sink in the water, actually just he, you know, you know, helped him. You know, he can transfer a boy, a shepherd boy from, you know, a field that he was with the sheep and he transferred him to the palace. He actually took a slave boy, Joseph. He was actually thrown into the pit by his brothers. But he was sitting one day in actually, you know, controlling the whole country. Our God can change the situation. 
How many of you believe that? It doesn't matter it's a small situation or a big situation. Our God is able to do beyond our imagination. He will actually walk us through the fire. But his hands will show up in the fire. He'll come down. This morning, I want to actually remind you, your next chapter begins today. Your chapter doesn't end today. Your next chapter begins today. This guy was giving up hope. He was at the pool of Bethesda, house of grace. He didn't have any grace. He just lost everything. He decided that he's, you know, I'm going to sit here. But one day Jesus showed up and he actually changed his life around. This morning, I want to remind you, I want to tell you, whatever the situation, Lazarus case was actually a decayed body. Nain's daughter, Nain's widow's son, it was only a few hours, you know, a few hours maybe, six or eight hours, you know, but, you know, Jairus' daughter, it was immediately after the death. It doesn't matter how long, how, how many days pass, how many hours pass, your problem may be 30 years old, your problem may be four hours old, it does not matter, you know, how hard the problem is, how long this problem was in existence, our God is able to do our God is going to actually do miracles in our life. If you believe, can you raise your hands and praise God? You know, our God is a great God. He is actually not sitting in one place and looking at these things, but He is actually a great God. He will do miracles. I know that your chapter, new chapter happens today. Hang in God will actually do. Do not give up. It will happen. Do not give up. It will happen. I know a lady that who has actually lost everything at the age of 24 that he was diagnosed with a rare disease called Pembicus vulgaris. That is an antibody reaction. Basically, the antibody is misprogrammed. It will attack skin and the skin will actually bubble up and then lose the skin. And she was pregnant at that time also. This disease started actually spreading all over her body. You can start playing softly. And this disease started spreading all over her body. And it started actually losing the skin. It will pop up as bubble and break and the skin will go. And eventually this, this disease actually migrated to the scalp. Started losing hair. All the hairs were lost. And the scalp was also lost. It was actually like a red surface no hair no skin on the body on a bed bed net you know burn net was not able to wear any dress on a bed and the church earnestly prayed people of god did not give up the hope continuously prayed at that time she was pregnant i told you that 24 year old lady after the prayer, after all the supplication, after losing 70% of the body skin, God gave the skin back. The God gave the hair back. God gave the scalp back. The baby came out okay. Our God is a great God. How many of you believe that? How many of you believe that? Can you raise your hands and praise God? 
I described about a lady that was 24 years old that went through this trouble. She got everything back. But I want to tell you this morning to encourage you. That lady I described is none other than my wife sitting right there. She's a living testimony for not giving up. Our God is a great God. He's a miracle working God. We say that the miracles happened 2,000 years ago. No, miracles happening today, every day, every moment in our life. While we are driving, while we are actually going in different places, miracle happens. We may not realize that is a miracle. We don't consider that as a miracle, you know, but miracle happens every day in our life. The mere fact we are here this morning, would you please stand with me? Our God is a great God. It doesn't matter who doesn't see us. It doesn't matter what who neglects us. It doesn't matter who doesn't hear us. You know, it does not matter any of those things as long as our God is in our problem. Our problems will change. Our problems, God has a purpose. You know, disappointments in our life are His, you know, divine appointments. Our disappointments are His divine appointment. Our problems are uh, for a divine purpose. Our infirmities are His opportunities. This morning, I want to encourage all of you. Do not give up. Do not give up hope. It will happen. Can we raise our hands one more time? Just believe in that promise. Lord, I'm not going to give up. It doesn't matter how old this problem is. I am not going to give up. I'm just going to continue hoping a day, a day that this water is going to be, you know, I'm going to sit on the edge of the water. I'm going to be sitting edge of the water that I can actually jump into, but I don't need to jump because Jesus is showing up. Jesus will show up in your life and the whole thing will change. Thank you, God for your presence. Father God, once again, I thank you for your presence. Lord, help us to continue with the hope. I know that you're going to show up in my life one day and you will change my situation. I'm waiting for that day. Bless the church. Bless Iron Church. Bless every pastor. Bless the committee. Bless everybody who is actually hearing through online medias. Bless everybody. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.